Welcome to episode 18 of Drew's Baseball Crew here on this Monday night. Myself, Drew Skyberg, bringing you your winning lineup here on Fantasia Sports. Look, it's going to be a great Tuesday here. Not many. This is the second last Tuesday of Drew's Baseball Crew. I know. Might throw some postseason ones in there. Might bring some guests on for those. It'll be a lot of fun. But keep that in mind. First, you just got to join me on Fantasia Sports. That link is down below in the description. Go check that out. Please, I mean, they've been giving out free stuff. Uh, they gave out a free NFT to people who entered $1 contests or more for Sunday games. That's football, but hey, why not join in some baseball, do some free contests as well? You know, why not is what I always say. It's a free contest, right? It doesn't get any better than that, but Otherwise, some announcements, still the technical difficulties, uh, getting that Facebook page live. I will be contacting Mel and support, getting that fixed here. But otherwise, on Wednesday, um, I am hoping we can say Drew Sports Crew will be live on YouTube and Facebook pages as well. With YouTube, of course, that's where we always are for sure. I'm hoping we can be live on that those platforms as well as, of course, being on all the listening platforms, right? Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much more. So just want to get those out here before we start. So Tuesday, again, September 27th is the slate. I will be at the Milwaukee Brewers game again. So that'll be a lot of fun. They are facing the St. Louis Cardinals. So be a fun game to talk about, include some pitchers, of course, in the slate, but where do we start this? You know where we start this. The starting pitcher report is where we go. Let's go through it here on Tuesday. So um, I'm some of them right away stand out. You know, some pitchers I would potentially take. Corey Kluber being one of those where might not be, but I'd consider him in a two-pitcher league as where he is in that category. XBA of 245 against the current Cleveland Guardians roster for him. Exit Velo then against 84.8 miles per hour. I like those numbers there for Kluber. All right, well, here's one. You know, if you want to chase upside, Hunter Green could have an outing where he'll give you a six innings, a one-run ball, 10 strikeouts. And, I mean, the, the the downfall, though, could be, you know, the floor, let's say. It's pretty low. It um, could be a rough outing there for Green. I don't know if he's going to be on any sort of pitch limit also. When we're at that point at the end of the year, Remember, you want to find teams that are maybe playing for something, players with something to prove, which Green might fit in that category, but you got to remember he's one of those assets where teams are going to protect him at all costs, maybe even pitch limit him. So maybe not Green, but just wanted to throw his name out there if you are chasing some upside. I think Joey Wentz is a guy who has something to prove there for the Detroit Tigers. Again, I don't know how many innings he will be going, but I think Joey Wentz is a name to keep out, out, like a lookout for against the Royals. So he might be a guy I'm pairing again. I'd be intrigued to see some numbers looking at pitch pitch count. Hopefully we don't see any sort of pitch limit on him, but wanted to throw that one out there as a pitcher. I might be starting on Tuesday. Jose Barrios, he's he's one of those, again, I, I'd be probably fading against the Yankees, but you never know. I mean, he's he has good numbers against the Yankees for his career, but this year has been just up and down for him. Then also, you know, the Baltimore Orioles have put together some nice pitchers. I know Kyle Bradish has an XBA of 355 against him, but he's put together some good starts as of late. Probably not taking him, but I just want to keep that in mind. Pablo Lopez um, is a guy who I would not be starting there on Tuesday, but 
Here's my high floor matchup. If you or if you pair, I'm going to throw this pair out there. I bet you're not going to hear this pair anywhere else. Joey Wentz, Carlos Carrasco. Carlos Carrasco being that high floor guy against that Marlins. You know, I think he's he's pretty safe. XBA 225, pretty good exit velo numbers. Xwoba 248. Love those numbers there for Carrasco. You pair him with a guy like Joey Wentz, who you know might be a boomer bust kind of guy. I would in a two pitcher kind of thing. You might just see that on my team. Again, check that out on the Instagram at Drew Sports Crew for the official lineup. Zach Wheeler going against the Cubs. That could be a good game for him in terms of strikeouts. The Cubs love, love to strike out there. Lance Lynn hoping he can you know get some consistency going for him. Could be something. So Adrian Hauser against the Cardinals. I'd say no, no thanks. Miles Michael is probably no thanks as well. Lance McCullers is being the other one, you know, coming back from injury. I've liked how he's performed so far this year. McCullers being still, you know, come back from injury. I do like McCullers. So he, him and Carlos Carrasco are kind of like those high floor guys I'd pair together. And then some other ones, you know, James Caprillion against the Angels might be more of a boomer bust one. Patrick Sandoval against the Athletics. So both of those pitchers, I think, could, could have some interest there. Otherwise, Robbie Ray against the Rangers of course he might be actually a winner on winner on Tuesday so I'd throw him in there with Carrasco and um Sandoval Caprilli and McCullers as well kind of that group otherwise you got Logan Webb against the the Rockies Colorado Rockies at Oracle Park so that's another matchup I like and also Herman Marquez against him as well I think those are some decent matchups I'll name those guys but I'd still be leaning towards my main ones there McCullers, Carrasco being kind of those other safe guys. Wentz then maybe as an upside guy, and I'll throw, I guess, Sandoval and Caprillion in those upside things. And, of course, I'll throw Ray and Webb with or with that high floor group is where I'd go. A lot of starting pitchers, as always, but I do always like to mention my favorites. So there you go. Um, let's go then to the catcher position. Let's go right to the position players here. Let's talk about it. So right away, when you look at the numbers, I mean, we have a great, we have some great catchers starting, some catchers with great numbers off of their opposing pitchers. And that's what we love to see here on the podcast. I love to see it. So here are, here are the numbers. JT Romuto against Marcus Stroman, six for 17, one walk to two strikeouts for Romuto. If you want to pay up on catcher, Tuesday is your day to do so. So I will keep that in mind. Jan Gomes against Zach Wheeler. If he gets the start there, Five for 11 with a home run. One walk to three strikeouts for Jan Gomes. Love those numbers for him. Omar Narvaez against Miles Michaelis. Some good numbers for him. Four for 12 for his career. Otherwise, you get you get Tucker Barnhart, a guy who is five for 11 for his career off Zach Greinke. I am probably, depending on salary, I will probably end up taking him. I, I do enjoy taking him. Um, some low budget catchers. I think Tucker Barnhart fits that comp there. Otherwise, I mean, that's probably it for me. Um, I could get behind if you are going to say, no, Drew, I don't like your Joey Wentz pick. I'm taking Salvador Perez. You could do that. I mean, that would be another way to take your catcher, you know, paying a premium price for that. Let's go to first base, however. So right away, there's some numbers that stand out. Anthony Rizzo is 7 for 19 with two home runs to three strikeouts off of Jose Barrios. So you love those there. Luisa Rise, if you want more points, Luisa Rise does have a home run off Lance Lynn. 
seven for 20 for his career off of him. One walk to two strikeouts as well. You also have Ryan Mountcastle against Michael Waka, five for 13, two home runs to two strikeouts. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., 300 average for his career off of Jamison Tyone. Otherwise, you got those are the main ones. Rowdy Telezov, Miles Michaelis does have a home run, is batting, what is that, 364 with an OPS over 1100. So, Maybe Rowdy Telez is your guy on Tuesday. I might be including him. Look, I'm at the game too, so why not include him in my lineup? Otherwise, you got some not-so-great numbers, right? Reese Hoskins is 1-14 for 14 off Stroman for his career with four strikeouts. Not a guy you want to play on Tuesday night. Another one, though, Christian Walker is one 400 average for his career off of Lance McCullers. Could be, could be something there is what I'll say. That's kind of first base. I gave some numbers. But if I'm looking at it, Rowdy, I do enjoy having Rowdy Telez there. Let me zoom this out a little bit. There we go. Got to see that sports crew background here on the live stream. Um, going through it. Yeah, those are kind of my main favorites. Did not mention Freddie Freeman, who does have a 500 average off of Blake Snell for his career. So keep that in mind. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with those main ones I mentioned. Uh, Rizzo, Mountcastle. And then, right, Rowdy Telez is kind of the other one I throw in there. I'd be okay with taking, you know, a first baseman like that on Tuesday night. I think second base for me is already made up. I'm taking Jeff McNeil, who arguably has the best matchup on Tuesday. Nine for 16 with a home run off Pablo Lopez. He's had great numbers. He's only struck out once against him. So if you're looking points-wise, you lose points for strikeouts. There you go. I mean, I think McNeil, you pencil him in on Tuesday for sure. Otherwise, if you don't want to agree with me, you go with Jose Altuve against Zach Davies, who has dominated that matchup there. 750 average, two doubles in that as well. Otherwise, if you want to go, I would suggest Garrett Hampson against Webb, just based on the, the numbers, but Colorado plays a factor for me. will not be suggesting that on Tuesday. I do love Andres Jimenez. I think him against Corey Kluber, why not? He's put together some great at-bats against him. He's got a home run off him. So could be a matchup there. Jonathan India also has walked a lot against Mitch Keller three times out of 11 plate appearances. Might not seem like a lot, but that is. So it could be something. Vaughn Grissom against Paulo Espino, who is not performing well this year. If you're looking at that Colton Long revenge game against St. Louis, you know, those could always be fun. But I probably would be suggesting that. Um, I'd probably go, yeah, McNeil, or if you are not liking that McNeil pick, I'd suggest Jimenez or Altuve. Those are kind of my matchups. Catal Marte, but he struggled this series 4 for 11 off of Lance McCullers. I just want to throw him out there if you're interested. Depending on price, of course. Let's go to third base. We have third base shortstop and outfield here. Before we wrap up, third base is highlighted by three main guys. Rafael Devers against Kyle Bradish. 455 average with an OPS, almost 1,200. Kyle Farmer against Mitch Keller. You might be like, like, what? Yeah, his number is there. OPS, a little under 1,100 for him. That Austin Riley off Paulo Espino, some great numbers. Uh, OPS over 1,300, approaching 1,400 for him. So those are kind of the main ones. Obviously, I think Riley's going to, Riley's probably my favorite against Espino. I love, might do a little brave stack. By little, I might mean, it's not really a stack if I do two or two, but maybe three. But 
love those options. Luis Guillorme against Paulo, Lo, Pablo Lopez there of the Marlins. So the, these Mets hitters, you might be like, good matchup, good matchup there. You just heard me say Jeff McNeil. I'm including Luis Guillorme. Yeah, Luis Guillorme. Uh, a, a fill-in player once in a while, you'll see. He starts to it like third. He's kind of like the Mets. You know, I kind of want to say Jace Peterson for the Brewers, but not really. You know, they both kind of do that fill it. They do the fill-in job, and they, they do it well, too. So, Guillaume, four for eight for his career off of Lopez. I'd be fine with starting Guillaume, possibly, depending on where he is in the lineup. If you if he's batting eight, nine, maybe you pair him with McNeil, who might be batting leadoff tomorrow. I, I'm just saying that could be something there. Seriously, check that out. Uh, Heimer Candelario against Zach Rinke. Has some good numbers for him. I'd like I like that for the Tigers. So two Tigers I mentioned now with Barnhart and Candelario. So keep that in mind. Of course, Jose Ramirez always seems to have good numbers off of his opponent. His opponent being Corey Kluber. Why not? Gunnar Henderson off Michael Waka. If you like including rookies, Henderson might be your rookie on Tuesday. Just want to throw that out. Like that matchup there against Michael Waka. Otherwise, uh, that's probably it for me on third base because, oh, yikes. Not a lot of good numbers for other guys. Let's go to short. Shortstop again. Hassan Kim is the first one we mentioned. Five for nine off Tyler Anderson. Why not chase upside here? You know, Hassan Kim could have give you one of those two or three home run nights. Why not? I mean, it can happen. Maybe even just a home run, that'd be fine too, but you get the point. I always love throwing this matchup out when it happens. Corey Seager against Robbie Ray, 8 for 43, 18 strikeouts. Yes, that is Corey Seager's numbers. It is a big yikes there for Seager. want to just remind people of that. Brandon Crawford against Herman Marquez. I like this matchup more in Coors. However, I still might take it. 351 average, OPS almost 1,000, and that's a 40 plate appearance sample size. So pretty big sample size. So I'd be, you know, I'd love to see that. So. I would consider that Willie Adamas has been hot lately against Miles Michaelis. Good number, good matchups for him as he dominates right-handed pitching. Love that there for Adamas. Otherwise, I, I, it seems like I suggest Bryson Stott every week, but I just if he gets in the lineup and through the seven to nine spot, that Universal DH in the NL just makes him so enticing. So I'd possibly include him. Javier Baez has picked it up lightly against Zach Greinke. Could be something there. Three for seven, first career off him with no strikeouts. I like to point that out because Baez is strikeout prone. Maybe that could help you out with a nice Tigers stack. Yeah, I'm suggesting possibly stacking the worst offense in baseball. You bet. I think in baseball things happen, and this might be a night where things happen. Francisco Lindor could be the guy who completes your Mets stack. Six for 17 is Lindor, only three strikeouts, and with a home run, I should add. So keep in mind of Lindor. But there are two potential stacks there. If you do Mets and Padres, why not? Or not Mets and Tigers, sorry. But still, my point remains, why not? Let's go to outfield here then before we wrap up. Sorry, going fast. There's just a lot of players to get to, and I want to make sure I get to them all. Everyone's watching Aaron Judge, and he has good numbers off Barrios, you bet. Eight for 20 with two home runs. So, I mean, Judge has had a season. It's like, one is going to slow down, one is going to slow down. He doesn't slow down he just keeps going so i would be fine with aaron judge on tuesday charlie blackman going through that one again we'd prefer it if it was in coors but nine for 22 love the numbers with one home run three walks to three strikeouts ops over 
1100. So there you go. Could be your matchup. More outfielders, though. It seems like this whole Mets offense has good numbers off Lopez. Nimmo is no different, 7 for 22. Probably fading him, though. I, I think there's better outfield options like Lamonte Wade Jr. off of Herman Marquez. I, I enjoy taking Giants hitters who are like more in a platoon role in the outfield, like Lamonte Wade, where you'll see him lead off. Love how Gabe Kapler uses them. So Wade is going to be a guy who I think you take tomorrow as that potentially in that leadoff spot. Love that for him. Dylan Carlson has numbers off Adrian Hollister that might make you want to start him in the outfield on Tuesday night in your lineup. 5 for 14, double a triple. And yeah, Hauser hasn't looked great as of late. I know that Mets start last week, but I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not buying it just yet. So just want to throw that one out there. Wow, Christian Yelich is not a guy. 5 for 34 with 12 strikeouts against Miles Michaelis. Not, you know, probably not starting him. If Gavin Sheets, you can get in the outfield. He might be a guy four for nine there for sheets. If he, you know, depends on his lineup status. Otherwise, Mike Yastrzemski, you like to throw, I guess I like to include some of those outfielders. I'm probably picking between Yastrzemski and Lamonte Wade, probably taking Wade, but want to keep options open. I do want to mention Joey Gallo's three for five with two home runs off Blake Snell, but that does not mean I take him, but could be. There's a name. If Tyrone Taylor gets the start, he is batting 429 off of Miles Michaelis. So potentially you take so far the names from that Brewer game. It's Narvaez, Taylor, Telez, maybe Adamas are the, the four I'd potentially consider again. But Kyle Schwarber revenge game against the Cubs. I know it's not really a revenge game, but former team could be a guy you want to take there. Otherwise, look, outfield's always the toughest, even though there's so many outfielders. Like I, I always like to throw rookies out there. As Waldo Cabrera off Barrios, if he gets the start, he could be a rookie. You add Tuesday night. I always love including Keston Hira against right-handed pitching, but depends if he gets the start. They sometimes like to go with McCutcheon, but if Hira gets the start, I take Hira over, over Adamas, over Taylor, over everyone except Elias, basically, is where I would stand with that. But yeah, I mean, like McCutcheon, go back to my point, two for seven or two for 16 off of Michael's for his career. No, not a lot of success for him. I'll throw some deep names out Jake Cave against Lance Lynn, Akil Badu off Zach Granke. Again, if he's active there for that game. Otherwise, that's probably going to be it for the outfield. So to sum up Tuesday's slate, you know, there's, I think there's a lot of stacks that a lot of people would not expect that you could take Tuesday night and you could have success. And I, I say that with the pitchers too. Like, I mean, there's some pitchers in there. Like I surprised, you know, before looking at the slate that I would be suggesting them, but going to the numbers, looking at matchups, I could see it. I mean, I can see the potential here to include them in, Tuesday night in either your two-pitcher starting lineup, your one-pitcher starting lineup, but of course your Fantasia lineup, which is two-pitcher. And then some of these other stacks, right? We mentioned Mets. We mentioned Tigers. We mentioned potential Brewers stack there. There's some good matchups there for the Braves. So just keep all of those in mind when you're making your Tuesday lineup. And of course, just have fun. Why not? You know, that's kind of the point here at the sports crew. 
And that is what you do with Fantasia Sports. So, again, join Fantasia Sports. Link is in the description. My lineups, again, will be posted on Instagram at Drew Sports Crew. The Twitter is also at Drew Sports Crew. Drew's Sports Crew, then, is the Facebook and YouTube. Again, hoping we can have this all live on Facebook as well as YouTube and Twitch as well. And that's kind of all I have here myself, Drew Skyberg. going to be signing off here. Good luck, everyone, on Tuesday night. So thank you all for listening to another episode of Drew's Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you. Thank you, everybody. Good night.